Hi, this is Allison Arngrim, alias Nellie Olson, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Something to me, something that simply mystifies me. Tell me, why should it be? You've got the power to hypnotize me. Ed Roberts and Lothar guest Ketty Lester. Ketty Lester, the Grammy-nominated recording artist known around the world for her international number one hit record of 1962, Love Letters Straight from the Heart, and the actress known around the world as Hester Sue Terhune from Little House on the Prairie. Ketty's memoir, Ketty Lester, a memoir from Arkansas to Grammy-nominated Love Letters to Little House on the Prairie is available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. If you're listening to us in Los Angeles or plan on being in L.A. during President's Day weekend, you can meet Ketty Lester at the Hollywood Heritage Museum, 2100 North Highland Avenue in Hollywood, California, on Sunday February 20th, beginning at 2 p.m. Kitty will share some stories of her life and career in a conversation with her fellow Little House co-star, Allison Arngrum. She'll also sign copies of Kitty Lester, a memoir, while CDs of Kitty's music will also be available. For tickets and more information, go to the events page at hollywoodheritage.org. You can follow Kitty Lester on Facebook and at kettylester.com. Before we went to break, Ketty was telling us the story of how she met Maya Angelou in the 1950s when both Ketty and Maya were performing at the Purple Onion nightclub in San Francisco. This was before Angelou became known for her work as a poet, author, and later U.S. Poet Laureate. At the time, she met Ketty Lester. Maya Angelou was performing at the Purple Onion as a calypso singer. Maya, see, it's the was from Jamaica. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Maya's from Jamaica. I said, well, I got to meet this woman because I never met a foreign person before. (laughs) I said, so I I was there for about a week or two weeks, and I went to a dressing room. I knocked on the door. I said, Miss Angelo, I said, this is Kelly. And I wanted to meet you. It's so nice to meet somebody from a foreign country. <laughs> and she started laughing at me. I said, well, I didn't like people to laugh at me. I left them to laugh with me, you know. And I said, are you laughing at me or what? <laughs> and she said, I'm from Arkansas just like you. <laughs> and we, we just became friends. Just like that. Just like that, and... He's from Camden, Arkansas. That's right. A small, An even smaller town than uh, where you it's were raised. smaller than Hope. <laughs> <laughs> we would make a big joke about that, but we became very good friends. Mm-hmm. And when the Purple Onion opened up a second club in Los Angeles, you went there, and Maya went there with you. Well, they put me on there as the act that would open Mm -hmm. the Los Angeles Purple Onion. Actually, Maya stopped singing. Maya started writing. That's right. She quit. But she did. She knew they were sending me to L.A., so she came here, and we were together again. Mm -hmm. But she was not singing. She was writing. 
she was leaving her mark in a different way. Right, right. She became a writer, and first she was writing poems, and then she wrote her first play. I know why the caged bird sings. And she met Oprah Winfrey, Mm -hmm. and they became close friends, and they made a movie out of her her first book Mm -hmm. that she wrote. And uh, it was just an interesting thing. We sort of lost contact with each other at that point because she became closer to Oprah. And I was here in L.A. And then the, the Purple Onion, I kept it open for about two years. But the one that used to come to see me was... Groucho. Groucho Marx would come to the Purple London, and one day he said, well, they didn't have blacks on TV at that time. Mm -hmm. So he said, do you want to be on my show? I said, I don't care. Well, I left when I was 17 years old. I went to San Francisco to go to college. First, I went there to study nursing. Aside from being too dumb, I just did all right until I got to anatomy. And then I walked in there one day, and they had this dead man laying out there. And the man said, Miss Parson, would you come up and cut out the torso muscle? And I said, what did you say? And he said, and so, he said, the doors are muscle. Uh, I said, are you kidding? He said, well, now. The next I'm... morning, you were back in Little Rock. No, not exactly. <laughs> you see, he, he, he told me to go up and cut out the muscle. And he said, now, how do you expect to finish this course if you don't cooperate? I said, who's not cooperating? It's this poor sap him that can't cooperate. The entire 30-minute episode of you and on You Bet Your Life, Ketty, that's available on YouTube. I saw the whole segment. You're on for about 20 minutes with Groucho, and you sing a tune with his band, and... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but did you know who else I ended up doing? And I was the first black, again, to be on TV. I was on the soap opera. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. That was the first one that I did. And that was the result of another angel in your life, Dorothy Shea. Dorothy Shea. Yes. Dorothy Shea was responsible for that because Dorothy Shea took me on as her protege. Mm-hmm. And she knew Mrs. Corday. Well, now, Dorothy Shea took me to New York to, but I had met at the club that I worked at, after the Purple Onion Club, mm-hmm. there was the Yee Little Club. And that was my home base, as I called it. That's why I always worked. So I was there, and I met Rosemary Clooney. I met a lot of the white singers and 
entertainers. And I met Dorothy Shea there at one of the programs. I was there with her. And it was just an interesting program because it was all between Dorothy Shea, myself, and... Mrs. Corday. Mrs. Corday, yes. Betty Corday, co-creator of Days of Our Lives. So uh, we were together, Mrs. Corday, Dorothy Shea, and myself. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. All right. I was the first black to go on a TV show as an actress. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the maid. I wasn't anything. They called me Mrs. Grant. Mm-hmm. And they gave me, I had a husband. I had two children. And I was on there for quite a while. You, day. Is you, that, you did a lot of television. Uh, I, but, did. I did the first series that we did. It was Julia. You remember? Oh, with Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. And I did Julia together. And for the most part, when you acted in television, you stayed away from the stereotypical roles. You played... Yes, I played the... They gave me, for some reason, very respectful roles. Yeah. I don't know why, but they did. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. Ketty, because you're a strong person, you've always known what you want, and you've always known what you don't want, you've always known what you're willing to do, and you've always known what you're not willing to do, and that has always been your one of your guidelines throughout your life. And so, but I give that credit to Dorothy and Mrs. Corday because Rosemary Clooney told me to never go with RCA Victor. Dorothy was the one that took me to New York, and RCA said I didn't have a recording voice. I said, well, I'm glad they said that, because if they had said I did, I would have to say, well, I don't want to be with you. (laughs) Well, if anyone said that, Kenny, that you don't have a recording voice, that means they didn't see your appearance on Groucho, because... You, you you owned that stage that night. <laughs> it was fun. It was it fun. Was and, fun. And and Groucho Groucho stayed out of the way. Groucho let you be Keddy that night. You know. He did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. It was very in fact uh, uh, Mrs. Corday, the the whole group was very nice mm-hmm. to me. I have no uh, problems whatsoever with that ship. It was very nice. I was very lucky to have gotten it. I was the first black to go on TV. Now, we could do movies as long as it was done by somebody else and done by Lena Horne Mm -hmm. or the woman that did the main parts. Oh, yeah, like Hattie McDaniel? Hattie McDaniel. You had to be there. But I was the first one to do a show for soap operas. And it was just very lucky. I figured I was lucky. 
you were lucky and the fact that you work as often as you did, Kenny, means you were very, very good. That's why you got hired as often as you did. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, Kenny Lester is on the line with us. Kenny Lester, Grammy-nominated singer-actress known around the world for her 1962 hit record, Love Letters, Straight from the Heart, and as Hester Sue Terhune on Little House on the Prairie. Kenny's memoir, Kenny Lester, a memoir, Available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. If you're listening to us in the vicinity of Los Angeles or plan on being in Los Angeles during President's Day weekend, you can meet Ketty at the Hollywood Heritage Museum, 2100 North Highland Avenue in Hollywood, California, Sunday, February 20th, beginning 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Tickets and more information, HollywoodHeritage.org. You can follow Ketty on Facebook and at KettyLester.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. We mentioned Oprah a little while ago. Yes. Oprah, in a way, was an angel in your life, Ketty, because... I did Oprah's first movie that she made. Brewster Place. You played Patience Jones in Brewster Place. And I went all the way to Chicago. She had a studio in Chicago, and I played a role in that. When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. So I wasn't the person to really talk out very much. I'm from the country. I'm a family person, and basically, I wasn't an outgoing person until I got in the acting part of it. But with the records, I had a rough time with the records because they wouldn't pay me for the records. They just sort of used me. And... uh when I did leave New York, I basically left the record business. Mm-hmm. Except for, I think I made about four albums for different people that wanted me to do certain things for them. I would do that. But basically, When I left New York, I started in with the, I did a stage thing with Bill Richards and some other men. I did Raisin in the Sun Mm -hmm. with Bill Richards. And I started acting. And then the man from Julia came to see it because I got the reviews. Mm-hmm. And Bea was a great, is a, is a great actress. But Bea played the mother and I played Ruth. And for some reason, the LA Times gave me all of the reviews. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, they recognized there was something special about Ketty. <laughs> yes, and then I did, I did a movie. It was called Up 
Mm hmm. Written by writ, writ, written by Ruby D. Something like that. I just had a small part, but it was a small dramatic part. And when they played it, you know, the Times would always give reviews on different white movies mm -hmm. that was coming out mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And at the end, it said, and don't forget Kenny Lester in uptight. Congratulations. <laughs> and that was the L.A. Times. I said, now, here I am, nobody, and these other people, um, higher than I am, have done more acting, and they mentioned me. Well, of all people. Well, I don't know why. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's because you have a presence. <laughs> well, it was a dramatic role, and I'm very good with, with drama. You are? Very good drama. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, I will take a part, and I might do something or add something that wasn't supposed to be in there, but I, it, that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. I do what I feel. I did it, and, and I was the one that came away with the reviews. They didn't mention nobody else. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but they just did. And uh, that was the first movie we had about when we were walking with Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. I was one that walked uh, with them, mm -hmm. uh, I was at the uh, uh, Washington and stuff like that. Yeah, the March on Washington, yeah. The March on Washington, I went to that. And uh, I was lucky to be there because I had met this uh, boy that I had insulted so bad and come to find out he was from these big families in Italy. Mar I, I didn't know nothing about that. But he was very, very nice to me. We became very close. Yeah, that, that would be Carlo. That's Carlo, yes. Carlo, folks, is the love of Ketty's life, and she discusses the years they spent together in Ketty Lester, a memoir. Now, I didn't have boyfriends. For some reason, I was always taking care of my sister, Maddie. Mm -hmm. And if a she was the one that liked the boys. But if a boy touched Maddie and Maddie come running me, he hit me. I was going there and I was going to hit the boy. I don't care what it was. I was going to whoop the boy. <laughs> my, mother, my mother always would tell me, take care of Maddie. <laughs> yeah, and, and we... I and, took care of Maddie. And we should remind folks, Ketty is your top woman and you're you're somewhat imposing figure you know so and you didn't take crap from anybody so when no. <laughs> basically when i was in nightclubs and when i came here and i had, was a singer at the purple onion i would do my shows and go home to my sister yeah my sister and brother that was my thing in show business. You do your work, and then you go home. 
I was never a real, so the only close president I was close to was Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. We were very close. Carlo, we were very close. But basically, I'm a homebody person. And the only other person that I became close to was Michael. Michael Landon. Michael Landon, another angel, another angel in your life. That's another angel in my life. Michael Landon cast Ketty in a movie he directed called It's Good to Be Alive about the life and career of Roy Campanella. Landon cast Ketty in that movie at a time when Ketty was not only battling epilepsy, but had to keep her epilepsy a secret for fear that it would cost her other roles in television. Michael Landon not only hired Ketty, despite her epilepsy for that movie, he hired her again not too long after that for Little House on the Prairie. We'll talk about that and more when we continue our conversation with Ketty Lester next week on TV Confidential. We'll talk about some of Ketty's other roles in movies and television, including her memorable appearance as a cab driver in the cult classic Blackula. Plus, she'll share a few other stories about her career as a singer and as an actress. We'll play part two of our conversation with Ketty Lester next week on TV Confidential. If you're listening to us in Los Angeles, you can meet Ketty Lester Sunday, February 20th at the Hollywood Heritage Museum beginning at 2 p.m. Tickets and more information, hollywoodheritagemuseum.org. Ketty's memoir, Ketty Lester, a memoir from Arkansas to Grammy-nominated love letters, a little house on the prairie available wherever books are sold amazon.com you can follow ketty lester on facebook and at kettylester.com we'll be back with more tv confidential right after this this week in tv history now has its own podcast you can enjoy this week in tv history with tony figueroa on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts and wherever else you find podcasts be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.